Hello, I'm John Steele of Cafe Direct, and this is the Building Better Business podcast, a podcast that examines how business can and needs to be more than just making money. Unraveling how we create new business models to better serve our communities and the environment. This really is the future of how we'll do business and how we can all play a part. If you're enjoying the podcast, please do write us a review on Apple Podcasts. It really does make a difference. And to say thank you, the first 50 reviewers will receive a £10 voucher to spend on our delicious speciality coffee at Cafe Direct's London Fields Roastery. Just send photos of your subscription and review to podcast at cafedirect.co.uk by midnight on the 21st of November 2021. Today, I'm delighted to be speaking with Andrew Athuru. Andrew is a tea farmer from Kenya and also a former Cafe Direct director. Andrew and I know each other well from the period in which he served the Cafe Direct board and he's going to talk to us about what it's like to be a tea farmer but also what it's like to be on the leadership team of Cafe Direct. Andrew will tell us stories of how and why Cafe Direct first got involved with his tea company Michimakuru and how Cafe Direct has helped Michimakuru to reach its potential as a fair trade certified tea business. Andrew will recall stories of how Cafe Direct's producer support programs work directly with farmers to improve their businesses and strengthen their exports, and the impact this has had for them, their families and their communities. We'll discuss the issues facing tea growers, including tea buying prices that are so low now that they don't cover the cost of production, and the effects of climate change, which Andrew will note only can be combated together. It's fantastic to see you. Thank you for agreeing to come and talk to us about Michimakuru, yourself, and also your relationship with Cafe Direct. Yeah, I'm very grateful for you to have invited me to take a part in this. Mm-hmm. I've always loved Cafe Direct and the team. Yeah. It was really nice working with you. I, I remember coming to, to, to Michi and to visit you, and I just remember it being a beautiful, beautiful kind of valley laid in front of us and some, you know, a wonderful place. Can you talk a little bit about Michimakuru and the kind of company it is? Because you've been involved for many, many years. I started growing tea uh, in the you know late 70s and early 1980s. Uh, Michimakuru uh, is a private company owned by, I mean, 11,233 uh, small order tea growers. These are the, the small tea growers, 11,233. They own Michimikuro Tea Company. They are the shareholders. They supply their leaf, their green tea to the factory. They elect the board of directors to run the company. And the board of directors uh, recruit an agency to manage, you know, the processing of the tea and its selling. We are managed by Kenya Tea Development Agency, KTDA, yeah. since we started in 1994. They have been running our business and they pay the farmers. In 2005, Coffin Directing got interested with us. They actually moved in to work with us. Now, they could not buy our tea because we were not fair to certified. So they came and they, they started working with us. Actually, they used their own money through the 
producer, producer partners program to assist Nishimikoro on energy audit and environmental con cons conservation, uh, planting of trees, teaching our local producers how to, uh, you know, make, you know, cheap energy. Our farmers actually, they trying to stop going to the forest to cut the, 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 the firewood yeah. through the initiative of Confederate Environmental Conservation. I don't think many people in the UK realize how much timber can be used and destroyed in the production of tea. So it's really important to change that, isn't it? And and think about it um, and, and not, and not Honestly, do it. Honestly, you, know, uh, you, you, you know, you know, my local people don't use the, the other, other energies. So they go to the forest and cut the fire, mm. cut the tree yeah. for the fuel. So Cafe Direct came with the idea of, a, you know, a, 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 an energy saving stops. That changed the scenario. And they, on top of that, they assisted the community to plant more trees and removing of, uh, you know, eucalyptus, those trees that uh, suck a lot of water. That was a new beginning for Michimikuru. And we fell in love with the Cafe Direct. I love the way, you know, to say you fell in love. You worked in a multinational before and now you work as part of 11,000 233 farmers who own a business and connect with people like us. My observation is it feels like we're family, doesn't it? Any other company that uses its own money to support the community, to support the tea producers, and on top of that, they give their own money, about 50% of their profits to the producers. Well, and at the time to, to, to enable um, Michimikuru to, to be fair trade certified to then buy the tea. It's a good commitment, isn't it? It's a real commitment to the way of changing the work. And yeah, it's a very virtuous circle. It works for everybody together. Yeah, it did. Uh, because if you don't take care of the goose that lays the eggs, <laughs> at the end of the day, you won't get the eggs. <laughs> it's such a, a, a great analogy and such a, a straightforward one in a world where many people and many companies take and and don't replenish the soil or the relationship or anything else. So look after the goose. Uh, John, I, I, I want to say about uh, the challenges that Michimikuru as tea producer goes through. Yeah. We you know, um, Cafe and Direct supported us so much that uh, they were able to do what most of the other buyers could not do. The challenges uh, of production, the challenges of selling tea, through KTD, through a mobile auction, the growers are at the mercy of the buyers. Those are the challenges that uh, we, we have been going through. But working with Cafe Direct, they will turn around and support us so much. Uh, except, of course, Cafe Direct also had the challenges selling tea in the UK and other markets. The competition that I saw when I was in the UK. It is a challenge, isn't it? But we believe we need to do things the right way and uh, stick to our, our joint principles and eventually that is the thing that will work but uh, there's still a lot of competition that doesn't uh, embrace that way of working yet. i had an opportunity to be invited by cafe direct in 2008 during a you know a theater in fortnight in the uk i was lucky cafe direct you know invited me what did it feel like coming to the uk for those two weeks oh, wonderful people staff yeah. uh, and management i was quite impressed by the model of uh, the business that they, they, they do. 
It's only company that has got uh, producers and directors in their board, uh, and they pay the premiums to those producers in uh, Latin America, Africa, and Asia. Andrew, you, you were elected by the, the producers to be a director of Cafe Direct. And as you say, m most traditional buyers don't engage producers in any kind of way uh, of this kind of substance. What, do, what did it feel like to, to join a, a board of a PLC based in London and contribute to the, the strategy of, of that business? How did that feel? Working uh, with the board and the staff, Coffin Direct was one of the interesting uh, experiences that I've ever had. You know, very open and uh, and uh, and the uh, frank business. Honestly, and, and they, they, they were supporting producers across the board, across uh, the, the, the tea, across the coffee and the cocoa. Coffin Direct was support, supporting through PPP to kind of uh, make sure that the farmer is able to plow back and get more quality product to Cafe Direct in the world. It was a, a pleasure and a privilege having you as part of the board. But I think it's not it's not only about what what you get from it, but from 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 our point of view, to get your contribution and your insight and your wisdom and your challenge is so important because many companies the farmer is so far removed from their thinking whilst. It's so important to have it as a central part of your thinking because if you don't look after the goose, as you said, Andrew, then eventually it will all end in a difficult place. So your contribution and your challenge was fabulous. I think they were also difficult times because 2009 to 15, it was tough, wasn't it? The, the, the market was tough for Cafe Direct. Tea became very difficult to sell in the UK, you know. Actually, uh, coffee was the only product that was sustaining Cafe Direct. Uh, I'm glad, John, you came in. It, it, it was quite a big, big challenge. And uh, because of that, needling uh, profits from Cafe Direct, the amount of uh, PPP funding was not enough. So uh, the board decided to create another uh, charity, that is a CPF. Uh, Caffeinate Producers uh, Foundation was essentially created to support, to source funds and to support the producers. Well, and, and you were part of that work as a director of the company. You know, we moved from the producer partnership program, which had many, many small projects, yes. to creating a farmer-led, farmer-owned charity um, that's, you know, still flourishing now, 12 years later. And when I joined, I was uh, elected a... Uh, the chair of a uh, Cafe Direct Producer Limited, mm -hmm. Producer yeah. Limited, that's the CPL. Yes, it holds and all the they, shares from all the producers, isn't it, that they own yes, the company? Yes, we yeah. take out the shares from uh, the producers, from the chairman of uh, CPL, and the, the guy, you know, Alvaro from Costa Rica Coffee, chairing the CPF. Yeah. CPF uh, managed to start getting some funding and support producers and to also run, you know, the PPP in the producer settings. Uh, yeah, and, that, and it was very challenging in the early years, but the charity has worked brilliantly well. And it's a great example of you know, having farmers at the heart of everything rather than many charities. They're quite colonial in their approach. So it's it's wonderful <laughs> to, to change that dynamic, isn't it? And be brave and bold and do things the right way. 
Yes, uh, you know, it was uh, quite a, a, a challenge, you know, uh, uh, but it worked because uh, the, the, the main reason of forming or creating CPF was uh, to kind of uh, start, uh, you know, supporting a producer, you know, producers. Uh, you know, they would get some funding from uh, the donors, Comic Relief and others. Yeah. And with a little money coming from Cafenarex, they would put together and they support the producers across uh, Africa, Latin America and Asia. They're still um, very much the same the same charity with the same connection with Cafe Direct. Not only were you a board member of a PLC in the UK, but also you had the pleasure of spending time with Alvaro from East Africa to Costa Rica. It's quite a big difference in different communities. What was it like working with a flamboyant coffee farmer from Costa Rica? <laughs> John, it was very interesting. You know, we, we created, we created some rapport. Now, mm. it, uh, Alvaro did not uh, understand the English. No. Uh, I, could not, I could not speak Spanish myself. But for some reason, we got along very well. You know, being producer and director in Cafe Directs, we was very close friends and actually came. It was his first time to come to Kenya. I was supposed to travel to uh, Costa Rica, but due to lack of funds, that was suspended. Uh, there, was, there wasn't money, enough money really to make those trips. But uh, during the time, we enjoyed a lot of travels in East Africa, uh, Tanzania, Uganda, Rwanda, Kenya, with the CPF team launching and inspecting of producer programs. Mm -hmm. uh, it was very interesting, you know, really. It, it's wonderful when you see two people with shared values and beliefs coming together, despite the language differences and stuff. Business made it easy for us to interact very easily. Mm -hmm. You know, interact with the board, interact with the, the other producers of business is unique. Andrew, you, you, you say it's unique. We want more people to do it this way. Coffin <laughs> Erect uh, is, is a family. The producers, uh, you know, they are, they are, you know, they are together as a family. Coffin Erect cares for that small producer so that at the end of the day, he can benefit from the business that he's doing. He can earn a living. He can put food on the table. He can take children to school, you know. That is the model of Cafe Directive business. But the majority of other businesses, you know, they just buy without even caring where the producer is, what the problem is, is facing. Oh. You know, they don't care to know. Cafe Direct and the producers, they are like families. At the end of the day, Cafe Direct is happy, the producer is happy, you know, and that's, that's, that's how the, the world should be. You're so right. I think also we, we need to be that way because um, with climate change and with many of the other issues in the world, if we don't if we don't come together in that way, I think eventually things will catch up with us, won't they? So, Yeah, definitely. You know, looking at uh, what's happening in the world now, climate change. I was looking at uh, Germany, France, India, or Netherlands. It's terrible. You cannot think things like those could happen in those countries. Hmm. You know, uh, they are... They are you know, they are developed world, but now the problem comes, uh, you know, how do you get around it? So the whole world should come together as one family to fight climate change. 
because it's not affecting one side only. It's not affecting the third world only. It's affecting everybody in the world. So we need to come together as human race, work together. It's the biggest issue that we are facing and that we need to face into much harder and determined together, don't we? When over 70% of the food and drink comes from smallholder farmers, my goodness, we better be close together and working to solve these issues. In Europe, you don't grow a lot of crops, you don't grow tea, you don't grow coffee, you don't grow these things. You know, we grow these things in Africa. Yeah. Now you are endowed with other things, you know, the big money, you know. So we need to be partners, support us to produce so that you can also give, give us what you have and we give you what you don't have. That partnership is important, yeah. you know, yeah. for, for us to continue living. What should other businesses do to try to improve the, the, the situation? So I would uh, really urge other businesses to, to learn to know the source of their products. Who is that person who is producing? Is he able to continue producing for them? You know, get close to that person so that uh, you have partnership. He can produce for you and you can give him money to continue producing. Good money that, uh, that yeah. cuts across and take care of the production cost. I think we're all better together to be uh, resilient and to provide the best we can for all. What are the big issues facing Michimakuru today? A pandemic is one huge, terrible thing. But what are, what are, what are the big issues facing you? Well, uh, the big issue right now is... Uh, the prices, tea prices have gone, yeah. you know, have gone very, very bad. Yeah. The COVID-19 uh, COVID has affected, you know, the production so much because last year, uh, HDA could not purchase fertilizer. Mm -hmm. So the production has gone very, very low. The prices, tea prices at Mombasa auction, was, you know, have gone very low indeed. Mm -hmm. So, uh, this year, the farmer cannot break even. The cost of production is higher than, than what you are getting. I would uh, ask the buyers, the businesses that deal with the producers, to think for the producers. Because if we fail to produce tea, those who take tea will have to, you know, they'll change something else. But if you like tea, you want to enjoy drinking tea, support tea farmers. Give them a, a fair price, like the cafe directors. You know, the challenge that we have right now is prices of tea, very low. We are also, you know, having a lot of problems with the COVID-19. It has affected our business so much. And then the day the farmer wants money to plow back to the farm and they take children to school and they buy food. Those are the big challenges, Michimakuru, and it is not Michimakuru alone, it's across the other, the other tea factories. Yeah, and I think it's the same issue that's been there for a long time. It's about valuing the livelihoods of the, the families that produce the tea. Out there, 
there are people that don't care, you know? We want them, we, we, we want them to, to care. Carfendirect cares if the other producer, the other buyers, like Carfendirect, behave like Carfendirect. It will be a beautiful country to live in, you know? And equip their children without any problem, get food on their table, get good shelter, and take care of the environment. This year's Fair Trade Fortnight was very clear that it's not just about looking after farmers, but it's about also the environment, the climate justice. The answer is with the smallholder farmers. And so it's more important than just education, food on the table, livelihoods. It's also, it's a bigger, bigger thing than that. And that's, that, that's big enough in itself, but it's even bigger, isn't it, with the climate change? Yeah, indeed. You know, I, I remember some time back in 2003, Cafe Direct, you know, because of its uh, gold standard trending model, you know, then to set a, a minimum prices of tea. And that actually had a big, big impact. It turned around uh, the prices. So we want uh, some, something similar to happen. Like, okay, fair trend uh, movement has got uh, minimum prices. If you are certified buyer they say you know the price that you cannot buy mm -hmm. so we want this kind of thing to to go across all the buyers uh, whether you are theater certified or you are not there shouldn't be a minimum you know a price of tea that you can you know, cannot go down to but today people don't care you don't care you know about the producer you know you, they make big monkeys profit i think if you look over 30 years at the the rising costs of the producer and the issues the producer is facing and you look at where the money has gone over 30 years it is uh, um unacceptable yeah it, it's very bad i'm proud now to be associated with cafe direct 30 years on it has built a name you know uh, through do the, you know throughout the you know africa and Latin America, you know, they are meant uh, a name. Some businesses, businesses are very mean, you know, they just care about themselves. You know, this one, you cannot live alone. You need to, to you, need, you need others to, to, to live. Doesn't matter how much money you have, you know, the money cannot work for you. People work for you. You know, you, you need people. That's why Cafe Direct in, invests in, uh, in, uh, in people, you know, uh, to make sure that these people are there to produce tomorrow. Andrew, I mean, I think it's incredible to see you. P personally, it's, it's just wonderful to see you and to, to chat as we always have done. And um, no, thank you for talking today and bringing some meaning to, to what we're talking about because it's all about Mitchell McCoy, it's all about yourself, it's all about smallholder farmers. Thank you, thank you, John. Thank you very much, Edith. It's nice to talk to you. Thank you so much, Andrew, for joining us from Kenya. Always a real treat to see you and a fantastic discussion. Bye for now. Join us next week.